This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 104, Haters Gonna Hate. In this episode, I have got some knitting, some spinning, a little bit of sewing. I'm all spun up about some new toys I got for Christmas. And I'm going to put my spin on a brand that I'm not very pleased with. Well, I suppose we should kick this all off with some updates. What's been happening since last we spoke? Well, the month of December brings us a lot of celebration. Because Bird has her birthday nine days before Christmas. And she came home on the 14th of December. And we asked her what she wanted to do for her 21st birthday. Yes, can you believe it? Bird is 21. And her answer was everything. So we took her to Cripple Creek. And we went gambling in all of these small casinos. And it was pretty fun. She got carded everywhere we went. And I think she thoroughly enjoyed it. So that was fun. Like dad gave her like 50 bucks to gamble with and she came out ahead. So it was, it was a lot of fun. She enjoyed it. We enjoyed taking her out to do adult things that she had never had the chance to do before. So that was pretty cool. And then of course, Christmas has came and went, which was a lot of fun. The whole family was here. And sometimes when my daughters, when itty bitty and birds spend too much time together, they, all right, they fight like cats and dogs and it really drives me insane. But this time, they really enjoyed one another's company. They were very mature and adult and grown up, and they had a lot of fun together. And there was no fighting and no bickering, and everybody just had a really, really good time throughout the entire visit. She's since run off to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to hang out with one of her friends from college. They are either going to celebrate New Year's Eve in Chicago or in Milwaukee, depending on what other friends they they get the chance to rally. So that's pretty cool. And we're happy for her. What else is going on? I am planning a pattern release on January 1st. Two new patterns for the new year. And if you are listening to this episode before January 7th, well, actually before January 8th, it would be great if you'd go check those out because I'm going to offer a new and 19 coupon code to get those at a reduced price for my Ravelry store because I think that'd just be an awesome way to celebrate and get those patterns out on the street. So the two patterns are Ash and Ash Light, and the coupon code will be new in 19. And I'll post it like everywhere. I'll put it on uh, Instagram and on the Ravelry fan group so you can find it, so you don't have to like write it down and remember it right this second. But after January 7th, then, you know, it'll be not expensive, but not a reduced price. So cool. I hope Everyone checks that out and sees it on Instagram and loves it. I know I'm pretty excited about it. So that's pretty cool. Well, it looks like that's just about all I've got going on. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. I am all spun up this time around about a new toy that Santa was so kind enough to bring me. I finally got a blending board. It is a pretty basic Ashford blending board, and but it's pretty awesome. I mean, it pretty much works like all the rest of the blending boards on the planet. But I really, really wanted one for quite some time. But I always felt like 
too guilty about buying it for myself. Does that make sense? So it was pretty awesome to receive it as a gift because that way I could just, you know, enjoy it and not have to worry about money I had spent on it. So I've been playing with that on and off for the last couple or well, the last like week. And it's bringing me a great deal of joy because I have like, for some reason, I have a bunch of random fiber in my stash that like isn't part of something I purchased. And I've gotten it from a variety of different sources. A friend of mine de-stashed and she got rid of like an entire like store-bought comforter bag full. It was like a king size comforter set bag full of superwash merino that she had experimented with in dyeing. So I've got all these random colors and, you know, unique dye patterns that I just did not know what I was going to do with. So the blending board is perfect. And I've already posted some pictures of the first Puni style Rolex that I made for myself. And I need to spin those up to see how that turned out to see if I'm, you know, any good at using my blending board. It's pretty exciting. I know that there's a handful of other spinners in my in my knit group that also have blending boards and we occasionally make dates to do fun stuff like everybody gets together and brings fiber and we have blending parties so that's pretty cool i'll be excited to be able to participate in that and you know and bring my blending board so that it can be used for those events too so i'm super happy about my new toy and santa was super good to me this year and it's been a lot of fun so far and i'll keep you posted on what i'm doing with that And now it is on to spinning my wheels. I have been a pretty busy camper and it's been a lot of fun. I've gotten quite a few things done. Let's start with sewing. So sadly, I had two pair of jeans fail on me. So I patched those and repaired those and that was pretty fun. I used my sewing machine for that. I haven't sewn with denim in a really long time. So that was, you know, a nice fun fabric to work with. Even though all I was doing was patching holes. And we'll talk more about that later in uh, Put My Spin on it. And I also got the opportunity to help Bird sew one of her gifts for Itty Bitty. She decided to make her this interesting little pillow. And she was struggling because she, she picked this really super soft t-shirt material because it was really super soft and lovely. The final pillow was great, but it was definitely a little bit of a struggle for her to sew with a fabric that, that was not you know, that cooperative when it came to keeping it together where you need it to be for seaming and stuff like that. So I taught her a few things and I enjoyed helping her with that project. And Itty Bitty absolutely loved the pillow and was super like shocked that her sister had made that for her. So that was really nice. That was definitely one of those great gifts this year for Christmas. Actually, Bird did a lot of handmade Christmas. So it was pretty awesome. And she found a lot of joy in doing her projects except I think she's kind of like me in that respect because one of the issues she had is that she like absolutely waited till the last minute to get like put the finishing touches on this project like Christmas Eve kind of stuff so it was funny and she panicked a couple times but I'm glad I was there to help her so she could get her stuff done on time so that was nice what else have I been up to in knitting so last time I talked about my desire to make miniature mittens and garland out of miniature mittens. And I am pleased to report that I knit 11 miniature mittens, strung them together just in time 
for next Christmas. <laughs> it's winter. I mean, they're not like Christmas themed or anything, but I did get them done and I'm very pleased with myself. And let me tell you about the pattern I selected for that. So the pattern that I used to make the mini mittens is actually called Mitten Ornaments pattern number WR2082 by the Red Heart Design Team. And like there are a lot of tiny mitten patterns on Ravelry, but I liked the shape and the simplicity of this pattern. So I'm very happy with the final shape of the actual mitten. So that's pretty cool. And it's intended to be like, you knit two mittens, you crochet them together, and it's an ornament. But what I did instead was knit 11 and then crocheted a strand connecting all 11 mittens so that it's more like a garland. I can hang it above my fireplace or like on the edge of the bar in our kitchen. So that's that made me happy. And surprisingly enough, it was knit flat and then you seam up the side of the mitten and of one side of the thumb. It wasn't difficult and they they really did knit up relatively quickly and I'm kind of a fool. I at one point decided what I wanted to do was knit three at a time on straight needles, which was fine. It worked really well since they were flat. It was super easy, but I decided to stripe them. So at one point, you know, I had like six strands of knitting, you know, connected to six little balls of yarn and it was kind of a mess. So after that, I went back to going one by one. And I knit this pattern on straight needles. I have a collection of really nice straight needles that I got for a Christmas, you know, a long ago. It was probably like four or five years ago. But I rarely use my straight needles for anything. So I'm like, well, this is a little project. This should be pretty easy. I don't need to put this on a circular. But it was so strange to go back to knitting on straight needles. It was weird. But I adjusted to it and it was cool. They were long. So I had to make sure I had enough room so I wasn't hitting everything with the needle. But it was fun. And I have the project posted to my Ravelry page, so you can go check that out. It was pretty fun. And I used like all scrap yarn that I had in this little bin, all worsted weight, and it worked out really nicely. I got, I burned through quite a bit of scrap yarn, so that was really, really cool to get that out of my stash and to get this project finished without having to find, you know, yarn someplace to get it done. And again, that pattern is Mitten Ornaments by the Red Heart Design Team, and it is a free pattern on Ravelry. What else? All right. So I finished my ash sample. The pattern is written. I need to take pictures with my reluctant model, itty bitty, and then that'll be ready to go for the first of the year. And that's awesome. What else? What else? What else? Oh, and I cast on a pair of self-striping socks, which I totally have been itching to do for quite some time. And I'm not using a pattern for that. I know what size sock I wear, and I know like how to cast it on and what needles to use to get the desired fit. So I use, I cast on 72 stitches on size two DPNs. And what I'm actually going to do is knit toe up socks and use this project as a toe and heel study. Because I realized the other day that there are so many different types of toes and heels that I have never done. And it's actually been a really long time if you look in my Ravelry projects since I did toe up socks. So I've actually never done Judy's Magic Cast On in any project. A long time ago when I first tried it, I just didn't get it. So I gave up on that idea and I used this other one. But I think I'm smarter than yarn now and I should be able to get Judy's Magic Cast On to work for me. So I'm pretty excited about that. 
And then, I mean, there's so many different, like Laura Neal has a ton of toes and heels that I have never tried any of. There's, what is it? The um, fish lips heel. I mean, there's just so many heels and toes that I haven't done. I'm looking forward to expanding my collection of hand knit socks because for a sock knitter, my sock drawer is pretty pitiful. There are very few colors in there and it disappoints me. Like I should definitely have way more colors in my sock drawer than I do. So I'm hoping to tackle that with these projects. And I think I'm just going to keep going, like see what self-striping sock yarn I have in my stash and just keep casting on until I'm pleased. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like make some very simple socks for myself, no patterning, just toe up, knit the foot, try a heel, knit the leg and be done. So let's see how quickly I can whip through some of those to expand my collection and make myself happy and learn something new. So that'll be pretty awesome. I'm excited about that. And that really, that's pretty much all I've been up to lately in knitting. I haven't done anything major because I think I got sucked into enough other stuff with family and fun and those kind of things that we've been doing over the last few weeks. I did get back to spinning on the project that I had on my Hanson Craft mini spinner and I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. So when I picked it back up, I had maybe an eighth of this four ounce braid spun. And now I have maybe a quarter to an eighth left and it's spinning up really nicely and I'm enjoying spinning on the mini spinner because it's been like really quite some time since I've done it. And it's gonna be like, unlike my half box wheels, it is gonna be absolutely zero problem to get all four ounces onto one bobbin. And then I'm gonna chain ply it when I'm done. So that's awesome. And the only other thing I've got left in spinning is the fact, I believe I talked to you a little bit about the tragedy that was my, um, my Sequoia wheel. So my friend packed up my Sequoia wheel and he brought it cross country for me and he thought he was transporting it safely, but sadly, no, it was not transported safely at all. He broke the flyer and then he took the flyer with him to go visit his family at the beginning of December so he could see if his grandfather could help him fix it. And he did. My Sequoia spinning wheel is 100% back to working order. And after I finish this project on my mini spinner, I'm going to finish the project that I've got looming on that one. So I'm pretty pleased that that, you know, my, my little spinning family is all back together again and with no breakage, just no, you know, tragedies. That's actually the second spinning wheel of mine that required repair like, I think I talked to you about it. The, uh, my very first spinning wheel, the Mylouette Victoria had a broken crossbar and I got that replaced. So that's pretty cool. I'm happy. And that my friends is all I've got going on in spinning my wheels. And now I am going to put my spin on a very large internationally known brand. Now, this is not something that I normally do. Usually I try to keep my opinions positive when I'm sharing them on the podcast, but I am really, really super disappointed in the Lucky Brand clothing line. Now, I was disappointed in them for personal reasons. Those two pair of jeans that I had to fix by sewing patches into them, less than a year old, right? So a couple years ago, I started looking for new jeans with a new fit. Like I wanted a straight leg to sit on my shoes in a very specific way that fit my body in a specific way. And I did find a brand, Lucky Brand. However, 
even on sale. The price that I paid for those jeans, you expect Lucky Brand to last, right? Like, those are not disposable jean prices. It was ridiculous. Four pair of jeans, less than a year old, wore out just from friction in my thighs, right? Just normal, like 95% of people, their thighs touch. Just normal, regular use. Like I wasn't working in these. I wore them to work periodically, like in an office. Like I wasn't, these were not out in the barn jeans, right? And they, all four pair wore out. The first two wore out and I was like, okay, maybe it's just a fluke. I got two more pair, both of which wore out in the exact same place. So I just couldn't believe that the quality of denim in Lucky Brand jeans was so poor that they didn't even last a year with regular use. Ridiculous. And then my disappointment was even greater when a knitter shared some interesting advertising approaches by them on Instagram. So if you don't follow Clara Parks on Instagram, you should. She's interesting. She's got some good stuff. And for some reason, she is like super good at finding like pro-wool and anti-wool advertising and branding. And Lucky Brand in December, she post on December 3rd, she posted um, a label from <laughs> like a tag from a Lucky Brand item. And here's what it said. The brand is toting shearless fleece. So a quote end quote fleece product made out of synthetic fiber. And it's advertising that the world needs more fat sheep as in unshorn sheep left for their fleeces to just grow and grow and grow. Sadly, sheep have been bred for their fleece and they have grown accustomed to getting shorn. So you can't just stop shearing all sheep. It's become an unhealthy thing for them. And for a brand of that size to talk about stopping all shearing of sheep is just, I don't know, it upsets me. We have a lot of small you know, sheep farmers and and herders in like all over the world and their businesses are going to suffer from that large level of a major brand talking about stopping the shearing of sheep. So I'm super disappointed in Lucky Brand in so many ways. One, the quality of their product has degraded dramatically. I can't believe denim would wear through so quickly. I have other jeans in my collection that I have had for 15 years. And they have no signs of wear. Like the denim color has maybe lessened over the years. But I just can't believe that they would wear through in less than a year. Never had it happen. Super disappointed in the brand. And I hope that they're not doing too much damage to the wool industry in the U.S. and other countries. And that's all I've got. Sorry for going negative. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in to stay up on what I've got going on. In the next couple weeks, I've got some adventures with my Nick girls going. So the weekend of January 4th, 5th, and 6th in um, Salida, Colorado, a local guild is hosting Rock Day. I don't know all the background about what exactly Rock Day is. I will get that. We were talking about it yesterday at Knit Group and the girls were telling me there was some kind of history about, you know, European women working 
So I'll have to do some research on that and figure out exactly what a rock day is and why we're celebrating it. But what I do know is that four of my Nick girls were renting a house and we're going to spend the weekend out there having a great old time spinning and visiting their marketplace and, you know, just hanging out and chilling and it should be a lot of fun. And I will definitely fill you in on what happens on my next trip to Salida. What else? I'm going to close this episode out with a song called When I Get My Hands on You from The New Basement Tapes. The album is called Lost on the River, The New Basement Tapes. Now that whole thing has a whole nice, interesting history that I will definitely, definitely link to. It is pretty much performed by a supergroup made up of like a whole ton of artists that that did all these songs. And so far, like my favorite is definitely When I Get My Hands on You. So I hope that you enjoy it. And just so you know, I play songs that I love that I have paid for at the end of all my podcasts. And the goal is to share my love for the for that music with my listeners and to encourage you to support artists. So hopefully it has led some of you to go out and try some of their music and purchase it so that, you know, they can make a living. All right. Thank you all again for tuning in. And as always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as Forever Handmade. And follow me on Instagram under the same name. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. When I set my eyes on you Gonna keep you out of town tonight When I set my eyes on you Not gonna be out of my sight Now you know Everywhere on earth you go You're gonna have me as your man When I get my hands on you Gonna make you carry me When I get my hands on you Gonna make you marry me Now you know Everywhere on earth you go You're gonna have me as your man When I come home to you Gonna take you down to the river when I come home to you Hold you in my arms all night 
now you know Everywhere on earth you go You're gonna have me as your man Now you know Everywhere on earth you go You're gonna have me as your man